Welcome to Live with Domery. Today at Domery Healthy and Fit, our special guest is Sylvia Holmes. She's going to be talking to us about how she has become a poet, a writer, and how her life is living overseas. Stay tuned for this amazing interview to come, and hopefully she'll be sharing one of her famous poetries with us. How is the weather in Scotland right now? Right now, uh, windy <laughs> and cloudy. Windy and cloudy. <laughs> it's actually not been so bad lately. Like, it's, yeah, um, it's been quite warm as well. So, yeah. <laughs> One of our fellow uh, friends just signed in, writing chronically, um, just gave us a hello. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so everybody, Sylvia is a amazing poet. You are going to want to go to her Instagram page and follow her incredible life's poetry. It is so inspirational. She connects to the human mind, body, and soul like you feel like she's writing a piece of your memories. And I was so intrigued that I spent hours like rereading all of your poetry because it's just so magical and so beautiful. And even the deepest and rawest ones really touched my heart. So when you said yes, you would come on and do an interview with us, I was so thrilled. So thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we tell everybody where you attended school? Were you in England at the time or no so that's the thing about me although I live in Scotland I'm French and um, so yeah basically I've been living in Scotland for the past eight years mm -hmm. but before that I was in France and I, I lived there studied there um, I did um, I did go to England in the end for about six months but um but no most of my life was was in france before that and uh and then ended up in scotland by different well previous relationships i would say and my studies as well mm -hmm. and uh yeah now i'm here and i just i'm delighted to live here uh it's colder colder than where i'm from in france but it's <laughs> it's just a beautiful just a beautiful country yeah. uh, so yeah i love that i love that so you've really been able to travel pretty much all around across the pond is what we call it but you call it home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you've experienced so many Scotland's different... My, I, I, I think Scotland's my home now. I mean, I'm, I I don't deny the fact that I'm French. Obviously, you can hear it. I sound very <laughs> French. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, I've been, I've been living here for so long now. And, um, you know, I've, I've settled down here that I, I, I think, yeah, this is my home. I so, love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, what made you choose to become a poet? Did you go to school to study poetry or did you go to school to study something else and then poetry just became part of your everyday life? Well, uh, not really. Uh, actually, I, I started to write, I would say, 
probably about 11 or 12 years ago because mm-hmm. uh, basically I started to use poetry as a way to help me deal with everything that's going on in my head mm-hmm. uh, and with my mental health issues. Um, and what happened is that uh, 11, 12 years ago, approximately, I uh, was very, very unwell and uh, to the point that I ended up uh, being hospitalized uh, because of my mental health issues. And um, and that's actually when I was in the hospital, that's when I started to write. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, the doctor back then told me, you know, use whatever you can to help you express whatever's going on. And uh, this is this is basically what happened. That's how that's how I started to write. So I I did not go to any kind of school. I did not study anything related to poetry. It just happened to be something that I personally enjoy doing. It. I enjoy writing, and it helps me. So that's basically how that's how it started. That's incredible. It's a beautiful story, and you know, I think that's why I'm so drawn to. I sorry. We got cut off. We, I didn't hear my, what you said. No, it's my daughter trying to call me, and my phone is connected to my <laughs> iPad. I'm so sorry. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Um, I think that is amazing. That not only that we have mental health issues in the world, and we go through so much trauma from a young age all the way to adult age, and things that happen. But you were able to take all of that and become this incredible poet. And that's why I'm connected to you. And we've never met, but when I read your poetry, it literally sends shivers and my hair sticks up or I can really feel that emotion and that connection to you. And I believe that that's where the world's greatest poets come from because we are able to put down on paper what we're feeling and have it come across through the world. And I found you going through feeds and looking up poetry and I started reading it and I was just like, oh my gosh. And there's so many people like you in the world that inspire through the beauty of your work. And we need more of you. And so, once again, I'm honored and I'm glad that your poetry worked for you and helped you get to where you are today. Because without... And I also, I, I also think, just to, to go back to what you're saying, I, I also think through poetry as well, I've realized that, it's, like you said, so many people are also, um, also suffer from mental health issues mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. I mean... The, the number of people I've met through this Instagram community is, is unbelievable. I speak to people who live in like miles away from, from where I am uh-huh. and somehow we connect. Somehow we connect because we, we feel the same pain and, and we can understand each other. So I, I agree with you. It's amazing. I, you know, I, I love the fact that everybody that I follow on Instagram uses Instagram and Facebook to tell their story because Uh one smile, one phrase, one photo touches the world. And when Uh you continue to follow that, 
you just get inspired every day. Or if you're having a bad day, then you know someone else out there is suffering with you. And it's a beautiful thing when you can actually acknowledge the fact that there's nobody perfect in the world. And that's what makes us so incredible. And that's what brought out your beautiful writing. And you are beautiful. You are incredible. You are so amazing. I remember when you said to me, why do you want to interview me? And I said, what do you mean? I want to interview you because you are so incredible. So here we are today and I'm super excited. So thank you. Um, what advice would you give to someone very, very young in age that is going through crisis? Kind of how you went through and found yourself. Would you advise uh -huh. them to write things down? How would you tell them to either become a poet or an artist or just speaking your truth? I would tell them to express their feelings and I would tell them to reach out as well mm -hmm. because I think we live in a world where we're told to keep things inside, mm -hmm. shut them down, not express anything and actually I believe in the opposite. I believe that we actually need to express our emotions and that's actually the, the, the best way to be able to live our life really. So I think if, if someone was going through something that I went through, I would tell them, yeah, to, to be able to express what they're going through and also ask for help. Yes. And there is no shame in asking for help. No shame at all. And we, and we, we all need a bit of help at times. We all need help and we all need to acknowledge that it's okay not to be okay. And yep. that's why I connect with your poetry so much. And that's why I'm, I, once again, I'm just going to say it. I, I'm so honored that you're here. Your poetry truly touches the world. Thank you. <laughs> Don't cry. No, um, no, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just very touched. That's all. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, who is your greatest mentor growing up in life? Uh, I had to think a bit about that one. I, I actually would say my brother, uh, because although we had quite a conflictual re relationship, um, I also learned so much from him. Um, he taught me how, uh, I don't know, to, to play the piano, how to play mm. chess. He helped me with some of my homework uh, because I, he's very good in math. I was not <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, and he introduced me as well to lots of films. Um, and yeah, basically he just, I learned a lot from him. Uh, although we, like I said, there was a lot of conflict as well. Uh, but I would, I would actually say, yeah, that I, I learned, I learned a lot from my brother growing up. That's great. I love that. And I love that you said I was not very good at math and he helped me. I'm the worst person at math. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know about you guys watching, but why do we have to do geometry and <laughs> all of that stuff? Because since I graduated, I haven't used it. Like, no. there's just so many things. <laughs> 
you need to write a poetry a poem about why do we have to use certain things that really doesn't help us if that's not our career <laughs> oh my gosh where would you like to see yourself in 10 years i truly you say yours and then i'm going to respond okay in 10 years uh i will hopefully be married to my girlfriend nick who is well she's actually my fiance but uh hopefully by in 10 years we will be married <laughs> and um also hopefully living either in a cottage somewhere in the the scottish highlands or somewhere in crete because we absolutely love crete and we would have a small house a garden we would have mountains nearby maybe the sea we would have two dogs and we would just live a simple life and be happy I love however that. professionally i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know this is where uh this yeah that's that that would be nice to to have this life in 10 years with nick that's yeah. beautiful how about you then how about you? I actually, you know, the more that I read your work and um, from what I can feel from you, like through Instagram, I see you living exactly what you just said. But I also see you becoming a very inspiring poet with your book being released. <laughs> your work needs to be seen around the world. And I love that you put it all out there on Instagram, but every time I meet a writer or a poet or someone that has an incredible story, I really feel like that was that's the part of your journey. And I am going to connect you with my editors at Fulton Books and get you set up because I truly believe that your work needs to be in book form, on audio, and out there in the world because you are so incredible and so inspiring. So when we get done with Thank this, you. I'm calling you back and I'm sending you a bunch of info. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you're writing your poetry, are you writing it like in a little cafe? Are you writing it from home? Or do you write everywhere that's inspiring to you? And then, do you write about something that is a triggered memory or do you write about something that just happened and you're able to combine both worlds together? Um, so first of all, where I write, it's at the moment mostly from home because of the lockdown. Uh, but I do enjoy sitting in a, in a wee coffee shop with a uh, a nice cup of tea and a slice of cake and mm -hmm. uh, and just writing on my on my notebook. I used to do that before the lockdown, um, but otherwise, yeah, it's mostly mostly at home or when I'm in my garden. Um, that's mostly where where I write. Um, now, the second part of your question you said was about kind of what I write about and what. Sorry, would you mind to repeat, actually? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So where do you find your greatest inspiration and where do you write? Is it a cafe? Is it in the garden? Or is it all of these magical places where you are able to create this incredible poetry 
Or do you take it from pieces of memory someday and you just write about what you thought back then? Or is it all together combined into one? I would say uh, definitely both because there's some poems that I write that are about things that are experienced on that day or mm -hmm. things that I saw or something that really touched me. However, uh, I also write a lot about my past and mm -hmm. things that I'm processing and uh, memories or emotions that I feel about about what I'm processing at the moment. Um, and by the way, um, there's two things I wanted to um, to talk about as as I'm here today. Um, the first thing was. Um, about my dad, and mm -hmm. I, you've probably noticed that this is something that I write about a lot. This is not easy to say, um, but very sadly, on um, on the 30th of July 2014, my dad took his own life, and uh, we were we were very close, uh, but sadly, he was he was. He was depressed. Well, actually, I found that after he died, that he was actually bipolar as well. And um, well, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's. I'm not even. I, I, I don't know how to say, but I'm still trying to live with it and to live with the the pain. And the thing is that 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 kind of grief is so complicated as well because. We can all somehow understand someone who will die in, I don't know, a car crash or who will die from even cancer or from any kind of disease, but somehow suicide leaves so many questions, so many doubts about everything. Mm -hmm. And and then it's about, you know, trying to live with the absence of answers and the fact that I will never know what went through his head that day. I will never know if he suffered on the day, if, I, you know, there's so many things I will never know. And I write so much about it because, well, I can't talk to him anymore. He's not here. And, but I need to get this out of me, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just too painful to keep it in. Um, and I think my point is, I don't know how many people are listening right now, but if if you're struggling with mental health issues, if you have suicidal thoughts, if you're thinking about ending your life, please don't. <laughs> please speak. Because you have no idea how much you are loved. And yeah, I just I just wanted to say that we are not lonely. We are all in this together. <laughs> are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> and um Thank you for sharing that. Um, your dad is with you. I know that. He's with you in his, in his spirit. And he's with you when you're writing. And I know that he hears you. And I know that he will always be with you. And I am so proud of you for being able to be strong and to do that. And I believe that's also why I'm so connected to you and your writings. Because... I mean, I've said it before, and I and I acknowledge it when I'm asked. Um, at the end of writing my first book, Living with Phantoms, A Journey to the Truth, I tried to take my life. 
All right. So I understand. Um, but I was saved by my husband. So this is why I have this amazing deep connection to you. And I hope that one day in life, I'm going to be able to walk up to you and give you the biggest hug in the world. Because this is why I believe in you so truly. You speak from your soul. You speak from your heart. You speak from every particle there is that makes you, you. This is what is so beautiful about you. And this is what the world needs to see more of. We don't have to hide behind the screen, as I call it. We don't have to be what the world calls perfect. There is no perfect. We are who we are, and we need to love each other for who we are. And if you can't love us for who we are and be kind, then you're not meant to be in our path of our journey. And the fact that, you know, you suffer from bipolar, I suffer from anxiety, suicidal thoughts, multiple sclerosis, and all of the things in life that are just daunting and so hard to describe. And I believe that's why my writing has gotten up even more intense and moving forward and bringing awareness to the world. Because I love the fact that Instagram now is becoming more of a tool of truth. And you were uh -huh. able to share that truth with face, Facebook yep. and Instagram. I love the fact that people are sharing their life. And it makes us vulnerable. Absolutely. It makes us very that's vulnerable. Okay. That's okay to be vulnerable. That's, that's the thing. That's okay to be vulnerable. It and is okay. And like, like you said yourself, nobody's perfect. Nobody's we, perfect. we all have flaws and we are allowed to be vulnerable. Yeah. And we're and, allowed. And this is... This is something that, you know, and again, that's why I'm, I'm saying, you know, that's, that's okay to be vulnerable, that's okay to feel, and it's okay to ask for help because, mm -hmm. because, you know, I wish my dad had, I'm sorry, I'm, it's okay. I wish my dad had done that, you know, I wish he had. He had managed to express things and he had managed to reach out to someone and say, actually, I'm really struggling. And he kept so much in for so long and was probably unwell before even I really knew it. Uh -huh. And that's what, that's what killed him because <laughs> he just kept everything in. Unfortunately. He, he was probably never really taught how to do it either. That's, and, and you um, know what? That's why I believe in you. You know how to talk and how to express it through your beautiful words and your poetry. You can teach so many of us. And I hope that I will be able to continue to do what I do and to show that there is no shame in anything that we have done in the past that we may do in the future or what we're doing today. It's about being honest with you, looking in the mirror, acknowledging you, but acknowledging it in a beautiful light. And those words may come out harsh because that's how you're feeling at the moment as you're writing. But once again, I'm going to say, your poetry is your soul, mind and body, and you are so inspirational. Never change. 
Keep being who you are. Keep inspiring. And know that the world loves you. Okay? I love you. And your dad loves you. But our families at that age group were not taught to talk about their feelings. Our world, until I would say the mid 1998s, early 2000s, we were not talked to open up and speak our truth. And poets and writers and people that write books are able to do that because we're able to get it on pen and with pen and paper. Movies can do that. But when it comes to real life people, you and me and every other poet in the world and every other author in the world and anyone that just wants to sit down and tell the truth via with a friend or a doctor or your best friend or a complete stranger, that is what the world is all about. And that's what your poetry speaks to me. And I know it speaks to the world the same way. So with that all being said, all of you listening today, and that is going to be continued to watch this beautiful interview and listen to the podcast on Spotify or Apple, just know in your heart, we don't have the answers. But the more that we speak up about all of these things that we were told never to talk about, the better our world will be, the stronger we will be. And I encourage you every day to be you, to continue to be beautiful. I want to read those poems about your dad. I want to read the love stories that you write about your soon-to-be bride. I want to hear about the countryside. God gave us you just like you are, and you are incredible. Keep inspiring. You're very welcome. The, okay. The other, there was, there was, there was another topic I wanted to okay to 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 talk about. Um, that is, this one is going to be even harder, but I'm 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 trying. Mm -hmm. um, this is something else that I, again, you've probably seen some of it in my poems. Uh, something about my childhood, and um, it's not really easy to say. So I apologize if I blank out or if I just can't say it. But basically, when I was a child. Uh, one of my family members took advantage of me uh, in a way that he shouldn't have. Um, he was also a child, which is maybe minimized because somehow we were both kids and somehow it was just a game, but actually it was not a game. He sexually abused me. He took advantage of me. He manipulated me on a number of occasions that lasted a few years. and. Quite frankly, I tried to forget about it. I tried to bury this down as deep as I could for 20 years. And it all came back to me in November last year in the form of PTSD flashbacks. And it's not been 
it's been hell. I mean, I'll be honest, it's been fucking, it's been horrible. Um, but again, once again, writing helps me to express all of that, get it all out of my chest. And I guess I'm not saying this for you or anyone else to feel sorry for me because I am getting help and I, you know, I know that I will somehow manage, I will digest this eventually. However, again, I know that from the connections I've had through Instagram that there's other women out there that have been either sexually abused or have been sexually assaulted, who've been bullied, who've been basically anyone who's made you feel like shit or who's undermined you or put you on any kind of pressure. Well, all of those people, whether they're man or woman, basically, you're not alone. And um, and I'm here with you, and I know this is this is shit. And quite frankly, we've been through hell, but we survived that shit. I'm sorry for all the bad words, but I don't see any other way. Just I just have to say things as they are. Um, and yeah, basically, I just um, I just need to say it because I've got so much shame about it and I actually can't believe I even managed to say it but I have because you made me feel comfortable and it just yeah happened to (laughs) just managed to say it um but again that's another topic that is not really it's not discussed it's not really talked about it's not discussed we we talk we talk a lot about you know sexual abuse from maybe an adult to a child but child on child sexual abuse is does exists and it does leave a, it leaves a massive scars. trauma it, it does it, yes exactly um and it's yes kids do experiment and they do you know they they do want to know what sexuality is but sexual abuse happens when they when one of the kids did not consent or did not understand or felt pressured or manipulated yes. and that's what happened to me I'm so sorry that happened to you, and I'm so proud of you. I Listen, I'm sorry to everyone who has ever been sexually abused. I'm sorry for everyone that has ever been tormented via words or just downright meanness and cruelty. That's why I posted the video about stop cyberbullying, stop sexual abuse, stop being cruel. We were not meant to be put on this earth to do what we do. That the history has proven we keep continuing to do it. This is a new day. It's a new year of 2020 where we are all learning all over again. And the fact that you are so strong within your own mind, body, and soul to share that with us proves that you are a leader for women for children, for young men, for the world. And I know that this is hard for you to look up, but I'm looking at you and I hear you. I love you and the world loves you for being able to be strong enough to share your journey through your poetry, to share your words with us live today because everybody wants to hide those bad things that happen to us. And I have the utmost respect for you 
and I am so honored. And I'm honored to call you my sister because we are bonded. <laughs> we are bonded through life's tragedies and life's beauty. And the world, once we continue to move forward and we acknowledge all of these things that should not be happening in the world, we need to stand up and stand strong for everyone that has ever been bullied, ever been sexually abused. And for people making fun of people that have handicaps and disabilities, and for the fact that people try to stand behind what they call the iron curtain, the iron door, the you know they're out there typing the nasty things in the world. Turn around and look in the mirror. Look at yourself for me today. If you watch this 10 days from now, and you've listened to this entire beautiful interview of truth and honesty, write down what you're afraid of and why you are being so cruel and upmost. The worst thing you can do to a human. I'm proud of you. And I think, and I think that's the thing as well is that once you've been through something like this, you feel, I feel so much shame and embarrassment and guilt and but you should that's why I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure I would be able to talk about it today. I was just talking to Nick earlier and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'd manage. I, I wanted to and I have, but that's the thing it's so complex and and i guess again if anyone else who's been through something like this will have so many conflictual emotions as well and that's again that's okay that's okay to you know feel lost i guess we um, all feel lost all of us every single day we're lost but we find our way back home and you know where home is it's right here and it's right here. Uh -huh. We always find our way back home. And you have managed to do that. And you have managed to open that amazing door of truth through your poetry. I don't know if you have any of it right in front of you, but is there one poem you would like to read to all of us? Yes, sure. Uh, just give me one second. While she's looking for the poetry, I strongly advise everybody watching this interview to please go to her Instagram page. It is the most amazing feed you will ever see. It is beautifully written. It will touch your heart. It will make you think about your own personal life. And I hope that it will make you come to realize to speak your truth to be strong enough within yourself in your heart your soul and your mind to never let anybody judge you ever again because you are the best person in the world i'm speaking to the world right now but right now i'm speaking to sylvia because i am so unbelievably proud of you and isn't everybody else watching this i see that the, the questions going up, how proud they are of you, how much they love you. You're getting a thousand hearts. You are a strong, beautiful woman. 
never, ever feel ashamed of that. Ever. That is your life and that is what has made you you. Okay, catch your breath. So, um, the poem I've chosen um, is about my dad. Okay. And um, basically, I, I mean, I'm just going to read it. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, the title is Our Last Walk. Okay. With you, silence was never to fear. Quite the opposite, it was reassuring. Just breathing, sitting, and being. With you, there was only love to hear. With you, there was no need to talk. I've never forgotten our last walk. Five days before you took your own life, along the shore, just of the, observing the night. <sighs> I was enjoying being in the moment. I thought we were both at peace, but maybe you were actually absent. Had I known you wished your life to cease. <sighs> Had I known it was our last walk together. I would have made it last longer. I would have heard you longer. I would have told you things will get better. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Take your time. It's okay. So yeah, this is about... Basically, the last one, basically, one of my last memories with my dad um, when we were just, yeah, walking along the beach and we barely talked. That was the thing with him, and that's why I wrote there was no need. We were just, you know, it was peaceful. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's horrifying to think that just five days after he hung himself. I'm truly sorry. Um, I believe the world and everyone watching is crying for you right now. But I believe that has given you the strength. And your dad probably kept it quiet because he wanted the calmness of their love to just be you and him as you walked that beach. It didn't need any words. He knew he loved you. He was suffering, but he wanted to leave you with that peaceful, beautiful walk, is what I just heard from your poem. And I hear your words that you wish you would have talked, but do you know what you do every day? As you write, you talk to him. As you write, you talk to everybody in the world that's taken their life. As you write and share with all of us on your beautiful page, you are saving lives. And for the ones that we have lost, we will forever remember what we had with them. And those things will teach us to continue to be strong and to continue to speak our voice. That is what is so beautiful about you. I know your dad is listening and he's always with you 
and he's guiding you. And he's, he's going to... He's here. Yes. He's here in my heart. <laughs> yes. And I believe you're going to get a lot of DMs and a lot of followers for the truth and your honesty and your bravery. You are a true hero. A voice of love, of not being ashamed. You are the true spirit of what everybody wants to be. Believe that. Believe it. You're incredible. And I knew this is why I had such a strong bond with you. And I cannot wait. I'm serious. I will get there one day. Somehow. Or somehow you're going to become this famous poet and you're going to travel here to the United States. And I'm going to be standing in line waiting to buy your book. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So what... Let's get a little bit of happy, a little bit of like fun happiness here. What was your favorite rock band growing up? Well, it was a French <laughs> band, so I don't know if you will you will know it, but they are called Andochine. Andochine? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, so share with uh, us. Pardon? Please share a song with us. Like, give me some lyrics. Oh God, no! <laughs> Stop reading even more if I start to um, But no, I I really like this band because uh, their lyrics were quite provocative, provocative, and just the way, um, yeah, all of their songs were. Some of their songs would be quite dark or controversial, and I really enjoyed that. The fact that they did not belong to all of the other group of artists that would kind of stick to the rules and they would just wear weird clothes and yeah, just just the way they were singing, I really enjoyed that. So that I love was, that. That was my favorite rock band. Are they still are they still around? Is the rock band still around? I, th I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have to look them up and listen to some of their music. Or you can send me Send me the, uh, you know, the name of them so I can look them the up. Name. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. <laughs> you must, you have a dear friend on here that keeps sending you hearts and love, and it's Vitti.Writers736. Do you know who that is? No, no idea. <laughs> but well, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then also our dear friend, Writing Chronically, has been sending you lots of love. Also, who is also an incredible poet, writer, such an inspiration. And if you're listening still, I can't wait for your new book to come out. Um, <laughs> okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world, I know you said you want to be settled somewhere where you are, but if you had a ticket that had any destination in the world, where would you go? Yep. I have a massive fascination for the Everest. And, Everest? Uh, yes. I would never climb it, but if I could, I would love to basically travel there and be able to see it, to see it 
uh, I just have a massive fascination for for this mountain. I just just the fact that people risk their lives to climb it. I just I just think it's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, so I know pretty much all documentaries about it. I <laughs> I've watched many films about it. I just uh, and if I would be able, yeah, if I if I could, I would I would love to be able to go there and uh, with Nick, obviously. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. That's that's actually one of our dreams. So I yeah. I believe that one day it will happen, and I believe that it may be on your your honeymoon anniversary. <laughs> you never know. I have a dear friend, um, Tiffany, whose husband actually climbed Mount Everest, and I oh, believe she's wow. still watching. But he is a he was a soldier for the United States. He uh -huh. saved his entire cabane. And he was bombed with a car bomb and lost his eyesight. And he continued to live his life being blind. He continued to live throughout the United States um, Marines. And uh, if I get any of this wrong, I'm sorry, Tiffany, but he climbed Mount Everest blinded with a team. <sighs> So if he can do it, I know you can do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, I, I don't, I don't really want to climb it. I love the fact that others do it, <laughs> but I, but I would love to be able to, you know, either see it from the distance or you know, get in a helicopter off and fly quite high so Over we can it. see it in the distance or something. But not, uh, I would, I would not want to climb it or. Yeah, it's just there's so many risks involved that I, I love life too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be safe. And I think even if you get to Mount Everest and you're at the bottom, if you climb five feet up the mountain, you climb the mountain. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean you have to climb all the way to the top, but if your foot is on the mountain, and you're able to take one step, two, three, however many, you can come home and write a beautiful poem on how you climbed Mount Everest. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> right? So I think that's amazing. All right, do you want to play a some fun my TikTok game that I do after every interview, whether it is oh. a funny interview or very serious as we had today, which I am truly honored that you were able to share your heart and soul with us. Share that beautiful poem that you wrote for your dad and just being your truth and spreading the word for awareness for everything that people go through every day and for everything you've gone through. So let's do chit chat and have a little bit of fun. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. All right. So this game is actually called Chit Chat. This is the name of the game, Chit Chat. And it is just okay. a whole bunch of cards, like playing cards. So I want you to pick middle, front, my right or left or middle. And I'm going to close my eyes so I'm not cheating. All right, ready? Go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what side? Uh, left. 
left. Okay, so I got a pile here. I'm gonna mix them up. Okay, so this is the card. All right, um, if you had one year to live what you would want to definitely live, what would you do to inspire one year? I can't see it because it's, well, okay. anyway. If, so you, if, I if, you, one year. if you had one year to live mm -hmm. what you ultimately wanted to live, what would that be to inspire? To do whatever you want. Everything's paid for, like, one year. For one year? For um, one year total. <laughs> gosh, I have no idea. Um... To go somewhere or to it do whatever anything. I want. Just do whatever travel you want. Travel the world. One year. Travel the world. It would be to travel the world with Nick. Okay. If if that's that's what we do. I um, that. Yeah. I'm just. I just. We both so curious about um, about it and just we love exploring different places together and I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I'm answering this right. Or yeah, not, you did. You answered it right. That's what you want to my just, mind. You want to travel the world with Nick, exploring yeah. new yeah. adventures in life. Perfect. Okay. Potentially, potentially, potentially in a camper van as well. You would Ooh. have a camper van. A camper van. Oh, even fun. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, let's go again. Right, left, or middle? Uh, middle. Middle. Uh, all right, hold on. Okay. What? Oh, that got too close to my eyes. Um, That's okay. Hold on. My eyes need to adjust. What scared you the most of one of the scariest movies you've ever seen? One of the scariest movies I've ever seen? Yeah. Did it scare you? The Shining. That was scary. <laughs> I think that I think that it, that is at the top of the list of most of the movies. That is like the scariest. Yeah. Already no horrors to be honest. I mean, I I, I get I, I'm just I'm too sensitive. I'm, I get I get really scared. But I guess from the few films that I've watched, yeah, I would choose the that Shining. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That will go down in history for like one of the scariest movies ever. Really, truly. All right, let's see if we get something else that's really good. I'm gonna grab from a different pile just to see what okay. we got. Okay, I've got a brand new pile here. All right, here we go. Pick one more. Middle as well. The middle, ah. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. It is, if you could own a second home, where would it be? Crete. <laughs> Don't, no hesitations here, it would be in Crete. Where, and explain where Crete is, exactly. Crete, it's uh, near Greece, and it's I've, I've been there, how many times have we been there? Twice, uh, with Nick. 
And actually, the last time we were there is when I proposed to her. So it's and we just we just love this place. Every time we go there, it's people are lovely. It's amazing weather. The food's gorgeous. And yeah, I think if I could have a second home there, that, that'd be quite nice. That would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, would you like to read us? Um, we still have a little bit of time. Um, would you like to read us another one of your poetries? Oh. Um, yeah, just not sure which one. Hang on just a sec. <laughs> or would you like to share? I have share? only kept one. I just, you took, you, you're taking me by surprise here. I uh, know. Just... I do this at the end of all my interviews. I take you by surprise. <laughs> uh, hang on just a sec. Well, actually, I'm going to read one that I've not shared yet. Okay. Um, hang on. I don't know. Oh, no, actually, no, sorry. I know which one. I just need to find it, you know, in my... I'll just be one second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got it somewhere. Uh... <laughs> Writing chronically is saying, you're a fighter, Claire. Keep fighting. <laughs> uh, where is it? There we go. I've got it. Okay. Um, so that one is called the bird, the bird with the broken wings. Um, all right. <clears throat> Here it goes. The bird with the broken wings awkwardly landed on this tree. He sat on this branch next to me and he asked, do you know if you're living? I came here to give my last breath. I know that soon I will face death. Although my body is sore, I'm not scared anymore. Because I've never forgotten to live, I was so lucky to explore the sky, flying low near the sea or up high. Nature has so much to give. You humans take things for granted. You're stuck in the past or too worried about the future and you don't know how to let the present moment flow. <laughs> I wanted to ask what he meant, but he was it was already too late. The little bird was giving his last sigh. I looked at him, stroked him and smiled. Yeah, that's true though. I mean, that's what we do. We just, we get, I do this too. I'm stuck in the past and worry too much about what's coming and we don't really know how to live in the here and now. I believe we need to learn from that. We need to learn from that bird, basically. We do. <laughs> what made you come up with the concept of the bird? Um, I'm not sure. I guess I was just probably just sitting near the window observing the sky and I, it just, it just came to my mind, yeah. It's beautiful. And I just, it just came to my mind the the idea of someone telling a story, someone wiser who's got, you know, something interesting to say or, or a, a powerful message to pass on. So yeah, yeah, I believe that. That was absolutely beautiful. And thank you. That's probably why we can't understand birds because they're constantly telling us, and they're beautiful, like sounds of like musical. And they just fly around above us and they're telling us their stories. It's just how do we listen? So maybe that bird actually was speaking to you. And that's what made you write it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I truly believe that. 
The world is always speaking to us. Do you believe that? Yeah, in some respect, mm -hmm. yeah. I also believe that the gardens speak to us, the wind, the ocean sound, the air we breathe, the, mm -hmm. the things that we see, the people that we listen to. Um, I just feel so much of that energy constantly around me every single day that I find that that's where some of my greatest inspiration comes from. And then being able to read so many different pieces of amazing work by authors and poets and musicians and how they sing to us and how they relate their journeys. So our greatest gifts are the world. Everything around us is telling us a story. It's just how mm -hmm. close we listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're getting another, uh, you are an amazing um, poet, Claire. Keep inspiring yourself and us. Thank you. You truly are. And every message that came across is incredible and telling you to keep going. And I will. I'm looking forward to it. So everybody, please visit Claire's Instagram at sylvia.poems, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's incredible, you guys. Um, if you find one of her favorite poems, please tag her, tag me so we can share it around the world and we, I will put it on my stories. And I'm going to do one gift today. I want all of you to pick one of her favorite, one of your favorite poems from her page. Tag Claire, tag Domery Healthy and Fit, and whichever one I love the most, I'm going to put on my page for Claire, and then I'm going to send you a special gift. Okay. So let's okay. see. <laughs> Let's see Thank which you. poem everybody picks. I will feature all of them if you tag the both of us in a story. And then I will pick one out of all of those to feature on my page proudly. Because you came on today and you shared your soul with us. And I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> We've got eight seconds left. Do you like anything, anything else to say? Just like 